Welcome back, guys, to another episode of The Building Code. I'm Charlie Bertwistle. I'm Zach Watovich. And today we have another mini-sode inside Builder Trend. Uh, Zach, who do we got on the podcast got today? Emma Dickinson, who is actually from Co-Construct, but now works at Builder Trend. Absolutely. A true, uh, you know, best, bringing the best of both companies together uh, kind of success story here. And I believe that you and Emma work together a little bit. Is that correct? Yeah, we absolutely uh, are involved in each other's work streams occasionally here at Builder Trend. She is heavily involved in the financial areas of the, pro- the program. She's in product, so she's helping to develop and improve the performance of our product for our customers. But I work a lot with our financial services team and the strategies around that and our, our customer success team. So we've crossed paths many a times on a lot of different projects. She's phenomenal. I will talk about this in the interview. I'm sure it'll come up, but she's a bit of a, a, a superstar to me because she's tackling a problem that I think is long overdue and I'm yeah. excited to bring her on. I, uh, I was actually in it. We had a little Q1 wrap up for financial services yesterday, which I know you would have been on if you weren't out. Uh, and she presented to a room of probably 40 to 50 people this update and walked it through and mind jaws was on the floor, jaws on the floor. Um, so I told Let's everyone in there if they want to hear more about it, uh, to listen to the podcast. So Ooh, this is no the, pressure. <laughs> this is the aforementioned podcast that hopefully everyone in that meeting, you know who you are. Should we just name everyone? Is just like pull to. up the teams and just read. Yeah, like, they know who they are. They know who they for are. sure. I'll if you were there, you know. So let's go ahead and get Emma in here. All right, Emma, welcome to the Building Code. Thanks for joining us. Thanks. I'm happy to be here. We were talking before we went on live here about this is your first time on a podcast, but you were on a radio show in college. So yes, high expectations. Yeah. So, you know, it's like riding a bike, right? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it'll come back to me just like that. <laughs> <laughs> and and we told our listeners in the intro a little bit about you, uh, but we'd love to hear directly from you. Tell us about your experience. You have a unique backstory when it comes to your builder trend employment. So we'd love to hear kind of like, what's your story? Yeah. Um, so I like to say that builder trend inherited me from co <laughs> Um so I've been working with Builder Trend for about six months, but I've uh, been with, I guess, the collection of companies for four years. Um, on the co-construct side, I started off doing customer support. Um, so there I was, you know, on the phones talking to tons and tons of people um, every day. Um, and then I transitioned into uh, working on the product team at co-construct. Um, so I was on the product team there for about three years. Um, and I typically would focus um on the areas that were financial related. Um, so cost management, things like that. Um, but I think over those three years, I worked on like every area of the system. Yeah. And I think that this is a really cool story and I'm excited to dive in a little more because it's the perfect example of when co-construct and builder trend, you know, became one, uh, the pitch and the dream was that we're going to take the best of both softwares and combine them into kind of this ultimate best of both worlds experience. And so hearing you say, you know, I was talking, I was working on these things at co-construction. Now I have the opportunity to build them to builder trend. I think is just, you know, practicing exactly what we were preaching. Um, and so you mentioned you were primarily working on financials. I know you're working on invoicing a little bit here. Uh, can you kind of give a little bit of a backstory in what exactly you're working on and how it's going to kind of change the day to day of the way builders invoice? Yeah. Um, so our most uh, recent update to our invoices basically uh, introduced a new workflow for adding costs that are elsewhere in Builder Trend to your invoices. Um, so I think everyone that's listening to this knows the importance of making sure you have money coming in to your business. Um, you know, without that, you literally won't survive as a company. Um, 
And it's really important to make sure that you're getting paid for all of the work that you're doing. Um, it's when you start to miss costs and you start to, um, you know, forget to invoice your client for something, that's when your profits start to drop. Um, so this new, this new update is focused on making sure that builders can create an invoice and make sure that they're accounting for everything and nothing falls through the cracks. Um, so specifically uh, with this new update, uh, when you're creating an invoice, you can make sure that you're pulling in your costs from your estimate, your selections, and your change orders into a single invoice. Wow. Um, previously, to capture costs from all three of those areas, you would have had to either create three separate invoices or have a little bit of manual data entry, which whenever you have manual uh, entry, that means things can get you know, missed or mistyped, you know, you can miss a zero and that can cost, you know, hundreds, uh, if not thousands of dollars. Um, so yeah, this, this project aims at, at reducing the chance of error and also, uh, you know, making the time it takes to create invoices shorter so that you have more time back in your day. I don't think I'm being hyperbolic when I say this, but this might be the most anticipated update in builder term for me in really? a long time. Yeah. Emma knows wow. this. Emma and I actually work together quite a bit um, on the financial services side of things. And she could probably attest a, a couple meetings where Zach went on a rant about <laughs> needing to improve our invoice flow from a product standpoint. It's not that the current one isn't great. It's just that it misses a few things that Emma's talking about. And the importance of that to running yeah. your business is essential as she eloquently outlined. So I am beyond hyped, so excited. Um, I've been waiting for this for a long time. So Emma, let's talk a little bit about motivation behind why this was, you know, your first project really that you started to work on almost immediately when you, when you joined Builder Trend. Yeah. Um, so like you said, I have the unique background of working at co-construct first. Um, and if any of our listeners have, uh, changed between the companies, they'll know that Builder Trend and co-construct have completely different approaches for how invoices are created. Um, uh, in one system, um, you know, there was this kind of concept of you would pull costs into an invoice versus in Builder Trend, you would kind of push things to create an invoice. Um, so while both of those systems would take costs that lived elsewhere um, in the system and turn them into an invoice, the way that you did that were complete opposites. So we saw an opportunity to kind of bring together uh, the best aspects of both of those um, to improve the invoicing experience overall. And I, I was a little nervous for this episode because I know that you and Zach work together pretty closely <laughs> and I hate sounding stupid in front of Zach. Uh, so I'm going to ask some questions here and, and I apologize if you need to dumb it down for me. But once they're all in the single invoice, so you, you, you mentioned you can pull in costs from multiple different features. I'm assuming then obviously just having all in one is more convenient, it's faster, but then you'd also probably be able to track back where those originated from too. Is that part of the scope? You're a smart man. Um, Thank you. <laughs> you have no idea what that means to me. Yeah. Good question. Um, so, uh, you'll still be able to see like the percent that it's invoiced and when you're selecting to bring them into your invoices, you'll actually pick if you want to bring in selections, change orders or the estimate first. So that'll kind of be your first step. Um, the line items that you bring in will still be connected to all those other areas of the nice. system. So if, um, you know, you end up creating a second, like if you partially invoice something um, and then you go back, maybe you part, you invoice half of a change order, you go to the change orders page, it'll still live there. You can see that it's been halfway invoiced. Um, so everything still stays connected just like it did before. Wow. That's awesome. Um, 
So you mentioned that you had come from CS originally at Co-Construct, so used to talking to customers. Uh, I would imagine that same sort of kind of customer influence came into a big, big factor here w- with these updates and making sure that it, it truly was the best of both worlds and you weren't operating on assumptions. Can you talk about how that customer feedback loop really impacted and informed this decision? Yeah, yeah, of course. So um, this project started when I was uh, just going over through existing feedback that we had gotten. Um, so both companies have huge collections of feedback that we've gotten either you know through interviews or surveys or even like offhand comments that builders make when they call into support about something totally different. Um, so I started combing through all of that, looking generally for ways that we could improve our invoicing. We didn't have a firm uh, you know, idea at that point in what ways we were going to improve it. We just knew that like usability in general could be improved. Um, when I was doing that, I saw a lot of trends. So um, specifically the pain around needing to invoice uh, for costs that were in different areas individually, that was like a huge one that people would bring up um, because that would end up creating confusion for their clients. So if, if they were trying to use the built-in methods of creating invoices, their client might receive three invoices on the same day and trying to explain like, no, no, those aren't duplicates, but you do need to pay all three of those invoices I just sent you. It's super confusing. Right. Um, and then that can, you know, doesn't instill confidence with your clients and maybe can delay the payments because they're confused if they should be paying everything. Um, and then maybe the worst side of that was people were asking for functionality to add those costs to their invoice. So they just didn't even know we had it. Um, which that means like we have a discoverability issue, you know, like they literally don't know that the system can already do that because they can't figure out where to go to make that like magic happen. Um, so that kind of gave us like a good direction to start with. Um, and then once we had that kind of like, okay, we think this might like fix, uh, people's problems. Um, we did a bunch of usability tests. So that's, you know, we put something in front of users and said, like ask them to do tasks basically and see if they can do it and if they can, how long it takes. Um, and when we did that, it was pretty clear that combining the best of both, uh, would solve those main, uh, main issues of being able to find that functionality on their own without, uh, you know, a coach telling them which buttons to click to find it. Um, and then also that they could use it once they did find it. That's huge. And I just think it has so many unlocks as well from, why should you go through the motions of learning selections or change orders if at the end of the road, being able to manage the actual administration of the cost and requesting your money becomes really difficult? This eliminates that entirely. You can almost dangle this in front of it and say, I'm going to teach you invoicing, and then I'm going to explain to you why you're going to want to use all these other pieces to make this the best process possible. So it has always been something uh, hence my hype. Yeah, I was uh, gonna say you're getting fired up. Yeah, I can right feel now. the consulting side coming out. Yeah. Give me back on the road because if I had a lot, I've had a lot of conversations about this uh, in my time, anecdotally talking to customers traveling uh, about the invoicing side of things. And so Emma, she's my hero. Wow, you know, when it comes down to it, there you go, Thank Emma. You. Thank you, <laughs> Zach's hero. That's you know something I've been striving for for a long time. But uh, it was nice to hear him say. Keep it to trying, you. buddy. Yeah. <laughs> So what are some of the other benefits um, or kind of what other problems are being solved with the invoicing update? Yeah, so I think the biggest benefit is that you can easily check to make sure you haven't missed anything um, in one spot. So before you would have had to go to the estimate to change order selections individually to see if there was anything left that you hadn't invoiced for. So now it's, you know, 
when you want to make sure you're invoicing your clients, you go to invoices and from one spot, you can see if there's any anything left that maybe your client hasn't been billed for. Um, and again, that means it's less likely that you'll miss something, less likely that a project will end a few months later, you realize you never charge them for the second half of that, you know, $20,000 change order. Because right. um, uh, those costs that you forget to bill them, like those come out of your profit and that's, you know, detrimental. Um, so the other big benefit I think is the uh, amount of time that you save. It's quite a bit faster to create your invoices now. Um, so back to those usability tests I mentioned, um, the process of going to your invoice and then pulling costs in, um, that was about 75% of the time that it took when you, as compared to like the previous method of going to those locations and pushing them. So while a 25% reduction doesn't sound huge, you know, that if you're invoicing every week, that adds up over time. Um, and that turns into hours that, you know, you're your accountant or your bookkeeper is saving, um, or maybe you, if you're in a smaller shop and you know, you're the owner and managing a bunch of the office stuff. Um, so huge time saver. Yeah. And just from a reconciliation and like reporting standpoint too, not even creating the invoices, but making sure that you're getting paid. Uh, some of the customers that we've been talking to with our custom data reporting that we've been working on, uh, they have, you know, whole Excel spreadsheets. So they've asked us to build dashboards. If I want to see all my costs, I want to see how many have been paid across all my different jobs. Uh, and it sounds like you guys are going to be kind of running that initiative <laughs> out of a job here pretty soon. Cause it'll just be right there in product, which is incredible. Yeah, yeah. that's definitely our hope, you know, have as much uh, insights into the data that's already in Builder Trend available to you within Builder Trend as possible. Do you think there's any other areas from a financial feature standpoint that this are going to affect? We kind of, I kind of stole your thunder on, on that particular (laughs) area, but maybe I missed something. I mean, I'm, you brought up other companies that are, are smaller, you know, if you've got 70, 80 jobs and you're invoicing, you know, in three or four draws on those jobs, uh, obviously that makes it so you're not having to keep track of did I invoice here or there and like creating all these variables. But, um, you know, what, what else from a financial standpoint are the things that you're kind of looking to expand on with this release moving forward? Yeah, yeah, of course. So this release on its own, I don't think changes how you would use those other areas, but because it makes it easier to make sure those costs end up on an invoice, I think it gives, like you said, a little bit more incentive to actually use those other features. Um, especially, you know, if you are a smaller shop, if there are things like change orders that come up um, and you're maybe doing all the work, there's a little bit um, more incentive now to like actually create it as a change order, knowing that you can invoice it later versus just adding it directly to an invoice because you're worried that you're gonna forget to invoice for it. Um, and things like, you know, getting payments from your clients. Hopefully this means people are using our invoices more. And so now those other tools um, are easier for them to use just because that barrier to using our invoices is lower. Um, So hopefully they shouldn't have to change any of their processes beyond, you know, potentially expanding what they're uh, putting into Builder Trend in the first place. I'm sure you're eagerly looking at those usage dashboards, like, come on, come on. I want to see them go up. Absolutely. Well, cool. I think we're getting pretty close to time here, Emma. This was a fantastic interview. Really appreciate you hopping on. Um, So I I mentioned this a little bit in the intro, but Emma and I were on a call yesterday that you were supposed to be on, but you're out of office. Um, But we teased this episode to about 40 or 50 people on the financial team. So hopefully everyone from that meeting listened to this and found this just as enjoyable as we did. (laughs) 
Yeah, I'd, I'd go through the meeting attendee list, but we'd be here for 10 minutes. To, uh, Fun fact, Charlie, he tries to plug the pod at work a lot, and I always find it really, really endearing. So, yeah, absolutely. You you know, don't I don't yourself, think he's trying to plug the pod. Like, he is plugging yeah, the pod. Well, like, he, he's doing it. <laughs> There's a lot of eye rolls happening. But. Oh, stop it, Zach. <laughs> Thanks again, Emma. This was fantastic. Yeah, of course. Well, Charlie, we just had Emma on from Co-Construct. We're now works at Builder Trend, talking about yep. our invoice update. Yeah, it was huge. I mean, I can see why you were so excited. I I think throughout the course of the interview, because you came in really hot. You were in the intro. I was fired up. Charlie the, had me razzed up from the intro. In the intro, you were fired up. I was, you know, uh, excited. But I think throughout the, t- uh, the course of the interview and you guys explaining it to me a little bit more, I started to understand why this was such a big deal um, and, and super excited. I mean, this is... Did your, your data... Your data side, you're like, ooh. I did start. There was a time there, uh, if people are watching on YouTube, you could probably see me. I started spacing off because I was thinking about all the new all data. All the that, possibilities. Yeah, uh, a better informing you know, our builders and, and allowing them to see everything all in one spot. And I think that this this update will be bigger than a lot of people realize. I love that you brought up the reporting aspects. That is a huge aspect of like, what is my in and out? And yeah. you know, depending on the status of what's been built, what has it, having the invoice, I mean, the the logistics of just administering this is going to be a huge benefit for everybody. Yeah. You got anything else, Zach? No, that's it for me. Thanks for tuning in here on The Building Code. I'm Zach Watovich. I'm Charlie Bertwistle. Like, review, subscribe. <laughs> See ya.